Did you know we were designed to pray more than a little? Prayer is holy and sacred and special. It is more than just conversations with our Creator. It is a way to be in communion with our Creator, which means that we draw near to our Creator. Prayer was given to us from the Lord. We're we're called to talk with Him. We're commanded, actually, to pray with the power of the Holy Spirit and then pray for His will and His desires, not our own will and desires. We aren't given these entrustments from Him to steward on our own. We're called to steward them with the help of the Holy Spirit and guard them from the stain on this world that the enemy tries to devour us with. This stewardship starts with our salvation in prayer. Let us guard these good deposits by letting the Holy Spirit lead and intervene all while keeping our eyes on eternity for the perfect plan of His kingdom. Let us pray together for everyone's desires and stewardship and their entrustment to align with His heart, letting sanctification take its place and to steward our prayers for His glory. Guys, What if I told you that prayer could move mountains? Prayer could cast out unclean spirits. Prayer could change your entire life. Prayer could make you see the world the way He sees it. Prayer could draw you closer to God. Prayer could open your eyes to eternity. We are fighting a battle, guys. Let us pray. Let us fight. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Entrusted by Him podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Centers. Um, And so this is another episode of the prayer series. I am so glad that you're here for it. In today's episode... We are going to be talking about fighting the good fight of faith and understanding the order of prayer, and that is confess, repent, and surrender. And I say this every week, so I'm going to say it this week. We were never meant to not talk to him and live in this broken world without him leading us. So we were called to pray for his will and be in a relationship with him. And so that starts with, you know, uh, stewardship of our prayers. So today we're going to talk about the uh, order of prayer and understanding that. So let's dive in. It's going to be great. the good fight of faith. We're going to talk about kind of what that means biblically and how we see that woven into scripture. And with that, we're going to jump right into scripture on this episode. Um, so turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 21. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, and fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Verse 20. O Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. For by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that passage. So let's address what we are called to pursue first. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Then it goes on to say, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession. So this tells us what to run towards to keep our minds focused on and prayer for, you know, perseverance in our salvation. So it gives us an idea of what to pray for. It gives us an idea of what to focus on to keep our thoughts on. With that being said, though, we are then called to take hold of the eternal life to which we were called which would be our salvation by praying. We confess, we repent, and then surrender. In that, we are able to fight against the schemes of the devil, you guys, when we do this and reject reject any irreverent babble that contradicts God's word and is claimed as knowledge. So think false prophets or people taking parts from the Bible of what they believe is true and leaving the rest for no use. So how does that begin the confessing process? Knowing your firm foundation in Christ is crucial because that is how you will be able to discern his voice by knowing his word, his character, and pursuing him. And then you will be able to examine yourself for what isn't reflecting Jesus. So I'm going to say that again because I think that sometimes that does not stick with us the way that it should. So how does that begin the confessing process? Knowing your firm foundation in Christ is crucial because that is how you will be able to discern his voice by knowing his word, his character, and pursuing him. And then you will be able to examine yourself for what is not reflecting Jesus. And you can lay that down and you can confess it to the Lord. 
then you repent, and then you fully lay it all down and surrender to his will. Daniel 9, 4 says, I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. In this passage, we see that Daniel is number one, praying. Then number two, he made a confession. So we see that confession is a part of prayer. So let's start with confession here. Sometimes we know what we need to confess to the Lord, and sometimes we just don't know exactly what is causing us to keep sinning over and over. So we deal with these two different sides sometimes, and more times than none, it is rooted in a sin that we are um, taking part in that we are just too blind to see. So we can pray this prayer. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So God will show you these things that need to come to the surface and need to be released to him. He will make these things known. You have a choice to then confess them and repent from them and surrender them back to him to move forward in alignment with his will. When we confess, we hand our sins over to the Lord. And Psalm 38, 18 says, I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin. And then we repent, asking the Lord for forgiveness. We see Job um, in Job 42, 6. Therefore, I despise myself and I repent in dust and ashes. So we see repenting is heavy. Repenting is more than saying, God, I'm sorry. He's saying he despises himself. He doesn't like who he's become. And it is a very remorseful posture of heart that takes place. And you're desiring to leave it behind. This, this act of sin that isn't in alignment with the will of God to turn uh, to him, to return, to follow him and what he has commanded. And then finally, we surrender. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And also in Romans twelve twelve, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Completely transformed, guys, is what that's saying. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And when they say perfect, I want to clarify that in context that you're talking about God's will is perfect. So aligning yourself with God's will, perfect will. In that, I want to read a passage uh, from a book written by Valerie Warner, Pray confidently and consistently. She says, Not every story of surrender ends wrapped with a festive bow, but what I learned from that season was something I never want to forget. Surrender of any kind requires being totally consumed with the Lord. When we can see only Him, it becomes possible to surrender. Want a less fairy tale version of how I learned this lesson?
I deal with chronic pain, and I often ask my husband for prayer. At times, he has worried that I pray in the hopes that it would serve as some sort of band-aid. He has wondered what was actually happening when we kept praying for things that seemed not to budge. I still faced chronic pain, and more often than not, it appeared that I prayed not to engage with our Creator, but to put Him on like a weighted blanket that momentarily made me feel better. I completely got the concern. But so often, what looked like me seeking only comfort was actually me seeking the ability to surrender, something I couldn't do apart from God. I told Tyler that when he prayed for me in my current ailment, it helped me surrender the situation to God. I wasn't always pining for a miracle when I came to pray, although I wouldn't turn one down. First and foremost, I came with a hope that my stubborn grip would loosen as he and I approached the throne room together. I wasn't closing my eyes and hoping the problem would leave me, although those aren't bad prayers. But Jesus prayed for the cup to pass from him. Daniel, I have to imagine, prayed to not go into that lion's den. And some days I pray for miraculous healing too. But before I can pray those prayers, I want to make sure I'm genuinely surrendering everything to God. So now we see that uh, in that passage, fully surrendering resets our eyes, our minds, our ears, and our hearts to be in alignment with Him. We fully focus on Him. And if you don't know or... um, if you've never felt that or understood that to, to know what it means to fully surrender or to fully, totally consume yourself with him, which is what we need to be doing every second of every day because we are designed to need him every second of every day. It, it's imperative. And first of all, I believe you will know if you have or not, but ask God to reveal to you what you haven't surrendered to him. He isn't a do things halfway God. So he doesn't expect us to halfway surrender either. It's an all in heart posture that we are called to have. And I will give you an example of being put into a position where I was forced to fully surrender, fully surrender. Um, And I talk a little bit about this in the next episode as well, but I'll give you a snippet. Um, A couple years ago when I was about to go into labor with my second son, um, they kept saying, he's breech, he's breech. There is no possible way that we can do a natural delivery. Um, You will have to have a C-section. And I just kept saying, no, that's not the plan. That's not what we're doing. And I did everything in my personal power that I could along with praying, um, to try to get Jonah to turn around and nothing was working to get him to turn around the way that I wanted him to. Nothing was working in the way that I wanted it to, or I had planned. But the problem with that was that I was focused on I, everything that was happening was not the way that I had planned for it to. And it was in those moments that I really started to begin to open up to 
um, confessing to God that, hey, I can't let this go. I need your help to let this go. And then forgive me for not letting it go in the first place and not letting you be sovereign. And then in the third, I was surrendering fully, completely, totally, and consumed with the Lord's plan. And he helped me do that so incredibly um, just, it was incredible. There's no words that I have that can describe um, what that surrender feels like. And, And you don't really understand that surrender until you allow the Lord to work in your life that way. Until you confess every area of your life and then you repent And then you say, God, I am your humble servant. I am here and designed for you, for your purpose, for your good, for your kingdom. That plan that I had for a natural delivery with Jonah was not, um, was not going to further the kingdom, was not going to sanctify me in a way that I needed to be sanctified. And so the Lord knew that if I fully and totally gave him complete sovereignty, that I would be releasing my plan, that there would be sanctification that took place that wouldn't have otherwise. So with that being said, fully surrendering in this way, um, the way that we are called to do in a wholehearted position, um, it's, it's full on relationship with the Lord. It is such an amazing, um, vital part to our relationship with the Lord that we are called to. So this is what prayer does too. It allows us to come to him as we currently are resulting in a desire to align ourselves with his will. Now that I'm going to say it one more time because I want that to stick and then we'll close in prayer. This is what prayer does. It allows us to come to him as we currently are, resulting in a desire to align ourselves with his will. And then we naturally will just say, God, I'm your humble servant, and we will want to be his humble servants. There will be no what ifs or, you know, and ifs or buts. We will be there um, allowing him to work in us fully and humbly and willingly to drop at his feet, praise him and worship him and give him the glory for every ounce of our life. And only he can do that. We have to confess and repent and surrender. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the next one, it's going to be special. There's a guest speaker that we're having next week. Go click to the plus sign and subscribe to our show. Also, you can rate and review. Um, You can sign up for our prayers each week that goes into your inbox. We want to pray over you guys. We want uh, each prayer to, to be something that impacts the kingdom and sanctifies us. And we want to send that out every week just to give you something to start with as a guide for prayer for your week. Um, Thank you guys again for being here. We love you so much. And I'm just going to pray over us really quick. Lord, thank you so much for these listeners. I pray you will grow their desire to pray. You will grow their desire to know you more. 
grow their desire to keep focus on eternity and your will. Help us all to confess, repent, and surrender and be totally in awe and consumed with who you are, God. I pray that we will come to you as humble servants as we were called. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.